Thursday. You know what that means. This is your captain speaking. He is Al Hefe Moses Marquez. Welcome to Max Wrestling, a Kaiju edition. This is episode 458, and we thought we were done with special events for the year, but Christmas is coming early uh, next week as it's shaped up to be one of our most anticipated events of the year. It's coming in Santa's pack is extra full. Coming up tonight. Titans collide as CM Punk and Seth Rollins come face to face and the feud has become real. Well, at least in wrestling form. The Continental <laughs> Classic continues with a flurry of different wins and the Dragon Club hold a meeting as we are just one week away from Christmas Clash. Again, you don't want to miss this one. Make sure you're subscribed right here. YouTube.com forward slash Max Wrestling. And of course, follow us on all the beautiful podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, if you're feeling fancy. And of course, check out the beautifully done website where you can find links for all of these, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Yeah, a- anything podcast, we're there. Even websites I don't know about, they just pop up. This is true. We're still uh, on Stitcher FM if you're getting <laughs> funky with those ones. I just keep finding Max on different podcasts and services. I'm like, how the hell? Oh, it's okay. It all feeds off SoundCloud. Oh, yep. All off of SoundCloud. So, um, and the reason it's a Kaiju edition is because, of course, Godzilla Minus One arrives in the UK tomorrow. Um, but we also have a Dragon Club meeting, as Moses just said, on this episode to address Beer's challenge for next week. So, uh, let's kick off the show with That Was Awesome and Cheap Heat. We asked you yesterday on the Facebook group to sound off on what you like and didn't like this past week in wrestling, and we got response. Um, there's no point asking Tyler Cox because it's pretty clear he hates CM Punk. Hell Just yeah. like, like Captain Punk hates, hates, hates Peter Pan. He hates Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> he hates Peter Pan. Damn you, Peter. But yeah, um, fucking tie, it tires. <laughs> oh, well, then again, let's be, let, let's keep it funky. I, I will, I could be transparent and tell you the facts. Ty was not even digging. He wasn't even digging punk in AEW. So he's just not, he's not about it. It's not his game. What about, um, old school WWE punk? You know, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I think he's more maybe, mad maybe at him. Maybe would explain it then. Away. Yeah. Maybe he's mad at punk. I don't know. He's every time we try to talk about it, he just starts ranting about how much he hates him. So it's like, okay, <laughs> we're well, not getting any answers out of time today. I can just picture him yelling at the cloud, CM Punk. Punk. <laughs> um, um, but if you're not in the Max Wrestling Facebook group, come and join the conversation right now. Everyone is welcome. Just as we keep saying, don't try to sell us shit and don't post any porn. Other than that, come on, bro. We're, we're open for the wrestling talk, and there's a lot of it, and I do mean a lot of it. All right, so we're going to ask you to bring a cheap beat, but let's start off nice with That Was Awesome. Yeah. All right, so um, the post that I put up asking for you to sound off reached 51 people, and only Kenny replied, so everybody else, step your game up. Where's the other 50 people that read the post? <laughs> I, I want to know what you like and didn't like. This um, is for real. Like, come on. Chris didn't need to comment because we see Chris's posts. Uh, he tells us exactly what he likes and doesn't like. But um, good to hear from Chris Kenny. Chris got it for the MVP, man. <laughs> uh, so what Kenny thought was awesome was the men's Iron Survivor Challenge on Deadline. Um, it was booked so well. Also, the promo production for Nakamura's promo on Raw was amazing. Um, yeah, loving Nakamura's promos. First of mm-hmm. all, being in Japanese. Second of all, 
all the little anime graphics they're throwing in. Um, Top notch shit, bro. Yeah, speaking of kaijus, Nakamura's a kaiju. Kaiju. And I uh, haven't seen the Iron Survivor Challenge, but NXT's cooking right now, and I really need to get back into it. You and me both. You and me both. Again, I, I, I'm with you. I saw the Nakamura thing. I thought that was badass. Um, but on, outside of, like, wrestling, I really didn't see too much that um, really tickled my fancy. Like really, really did. Like I'm really trying to think. Was there like something? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Um, somebody's gonna yell at me for this later. I like what Punk's doing. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler is, is yelling right now. He just kicked his laptop. Well, Tyler, pick it up and fucking dust it off. Damn it. Went outside, punched a guinea pig. But no, not the guinea. <laughs> but that's the. But I have to be honest. Um, you know, he it was. His return, I hated the whole thing from the jump. I did, because the, my whole idea was, it was, you're literally throwing a fit over here to go do the same shit over there with supposed adults. Here's the thing. Are you, like, my whole, I keep going back to it, it's like, were you, are you not adult enough for yourself? Like, you can't monitor yourself. You have to have adults around you to be monitored. That's beside the point. But I've been liking... What he's been doing, showing up in NXT, doing the thing with Shawn Michaels. I thought that was awesome. I thought their back and forth was really cool. Um, and then I'm loving him and Seth. So it's like, that's for me, that's this awesome week. And it's like, I, and I hate having to bring this up. It's like, I, cause I bring this up because I got into a very heated argument with somebody on TikTok that now claims that uh, CM Punk is better. Is the greatest wrestler of all time. He's above he's above The Rock. He's above John Cena. He's above Steve Austin somehow. But I mean, I, I, mean, I just I've always loved Punk, but that's a bit of a stretch. I was gonna say. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like right now, he's red, red, red hot, molten lava hot, and it's hard to ignore him, whether you want to hate him or not, Ty. But it's. You, you, and what do we always say? Respect, you know what I mean? When you got respect, it's fucking earned, you know what I mean? It's garnered. We're half, he earned it. He has to get it, you know what I mean? Yes, he ran away like a bitch. We get it. Yeah, we don't know who really threw the first punch. Yeah, whatever. But the, how he's playing it is, is great. And the fact that nobody's taking jabs on the other side is kind of making me a little bit worried. But they don't, yeah, because it, I mean, they've lost a moneymaker. Look at what that, Punk's done in you. like what three weeks. I mean, I think that was going to happen anyway. Oh yeah, I, I mean really WWE do. were always going to welcome him back. WWE fans were always going to welcome him yeah, back with open arms, mainly because he went to AEW and failed. Um, oh yeah, no, that that, that that for sure. What weren't they saying like two years ago? He's not a needle mover. No, and now exactly. he's they... making millions. He's breaking social media records. So the whole shebang, baby. Why, why weren't you watching him two years ago just because he was in AEW? Exactly. And now that he's, quote unquote, back home, of course I'm going to overly buy his merch. Of course I just bought a nude shirt and a cup and a this and a that and a this and a Why are we in debt? CM Punk! That's why. Where's, it, where's those ice cream bars? Where's those ice cream bars, player? Christmas is I coming. I ain't seen them yet. Well, no, that's not true. They were around for a little bit and then they went away. Yeah, we had them for a week in AEW. Well, one night in AEW. Well, we didn't have... Chicago had them for one Chicago. night in AEW. Bastards. 
Um, speaking of the thing with Shawn Michaels, though, I did see a rumor that when Shawn's ready to step down, they may be planning on handing NXT over to Punk, which would be his little playground, really, because that's kind of what he tried to do with Collision. That, um... He would be in his element with a bunch of young pups running around booking his own show. But that's the thing. He's booking his own show. So then here's the question. Here's the question. Is he going to be like, is he going to be like Kenny and the Bucks and they did, they build himself? Is he going to be like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and only build himself? Like, that's the first oh. things I'm thinking about because that's, that's the same thing that, that he fucking threw it in these guys' face. Oh, you guys are fucking. Da, da, da. So what makes you more fucking qualified, Jack? Tell me the truth. What makes you more fucking qualified? Because I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, now, if, if if you tell me, like, he and a couple old heads are running, like, writing it, and he's just, like, the star dude or whatever. Like, not even writing it. Pause. If, like, they build fucking NXT around Punk, you know what I mean? He's the main star. He's the, he's the, the standard bearer. You know what I mean? The indie stars come in, and they fall to Punk. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it takes that one giant indie star to beat Punk. You know, oh my God. It, you know, it doesn't happen often, but you know, this guy beat Punk or this whatever. That could work. But to have him like literally be Sean and then randomly wrestle every now and again, fuck no. Fucking hell yeah. no. I mean, he was apparently helping Paul Heyman write early WWE CW. Uh, and OVW too. He's had some booking there. So I mean it's not oh like God. he started booking with Collision. Collision was just maybe if he right. wasn't in the spotlight on that show, maybe it would have worked because it had a good roster. You know, it was the people that we weren't really seeing on Dynamite. But that's people who were also I, close with Punk. That's my whole thing. Is I don't I think I really do think like if you let him play that starlit role while booking the show it's gonna end bad whether he wants it to or not i it just i it just has bad all over it yeah it does you know what i mean and again i just started liking the guy for his shit talking again you know what i'm saying i don't need you to fuck up a brand that's garnering proper attention again that is looking like a real third brand again yeah, I'm, I'll give credit though. The young pups do seem to look up to him. They did in AEW too. Well, some of them. He's some fucking these young jerk girls still fucking look up to Hulk Hogan. We're not praising them for doing that. Hey, yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, man. Know what I mean, uh, our heroes are our heroes, bro. Here's something else I really like this week: Kushida officially signing with TNA. Fuck yes, dude. Which is uh, for me well out of left field. I yeah. would not expect him to go to NA or Impact like that or a TNA, but um, you know what? Fuck it, they'll use him. I want to see. Didn't he end up winning the X? No, he tried for the X Division title. I don't think he actually ever won it. Or did he? Yeah, no. It? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, WWE didn't use him terribly, but he jumped ship before they moved him to the main roster, where they probably would have used him terribly. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. His NXT run was lackluster, to say the mm. least, and and I think it was because of a few different things. And it's like I immediately want to go towards like, the, oh, it's just his. He has a lack of giant lack of charisma compared to like a Nakamura, and that's that's for me. That was what it was. It was either you knew his gimmick or you didn't know his gimmick. 
And then they yeah. got rid of the gimmick, and then he just was just nobody. He was just nobody. And it's like, oh, I feel so bad for you, bruv. Like, I, 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 like I, love, I love Kushida. I love Kushida. But seeing him literally pieced apart and broken down to a basic wrestler in NXT threw me for a loop. And yeah. now I'm hoping that maybe he could at least, like, I don't know, maybe he can convince Alex Shelley to come back onto the good side, be a good guy again, and, you know, the time splitters can reform. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm liking Shelley as a uh, world champion right now. I didn't, I never thought, like, no disrespect to him, but I never thought years ago Alex Shelley would be the guy to, like, lead your company as a world champion because he's always been a tag team guy mainly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a jab. It's not a jab. We've always just seen you in this light, though, bro. But, uh, I mean, Shawn Michaels was always a tag team guy, and look what he did. But there's a difference. You see what happened? When he had Marty Jannetty. He beat the <laughs> shit out of Marty, but yeah. yeah. Like, they actually pushed the shit out of him, like they're doing with Alex Shelley. Thankfully, Chris Sabin is not a coke-headed fiend. Thank God. Man, that, that sounded pretty harsh, but I'm sorry. All right, let's move on to Cheap Heat. Kenny actually put it in three points, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we've done the good. Now we're going to get the bad and the ugly from Kenny. Um, boy, Kenny. The bad, he says, the devil storyline just gets worse every week. I, it, it is definitely dragging. Yeah, I do think it's run out of steam now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my, running on tired legs. But it doesn't help that Adam Cole and MJF are both injured. Yeah, because it just adds to the fucking speculation. Now we've got to drag it out because the two people that are actually running the storyline <laughs> are both on the shelf. Yeah. And one of them is your world champion. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Tony Khan, unfortunately, is in a corner now. And this wasn't his own doing. It's just guys got hurt. Yeah. Um... Hopefully, we'll get some kind of resolution at World's End. Maybe a reveal. I don't think they can drag it out much longer than that. And if it is Adam Cole, then his Dude, ankle should have healed by then. Fucking two weeks. You're dragging it out a little over two weeks. Yeah, you fucking... It, you better only... You better finish it in the next fucking two weeks. I swear to you. Because if we're going into the new year with this devil storyline, there's a problem. Yeah. There's There's real problems now. Um, and as for the ugly, I, I think I agree with Kenny on this one. Um, Rhea Ripley versus Maxine Dupree. Uh, it, it wasn't exactly a squash match, but it didn't last very long. Um, and he said the timing was so off, but she gets the benefit of the doubt as if it was only her sixth match. I thought Maxine no. Dupree had wrestled more than that. She has. I, there's, there's no way this is her, maybe her sixth match on the main fucking roster. Maybe her sixth singles match. Sure. But yeah, it, it was what it was what it was. She was Ripley's father. She was in NXT for how long? Did she wrestle in NXT? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she was just a ballet. I could have sworn she wrestled in, in, in NXT. Beer, you're the NXT expert. Yeah. Fucking hook me up, Jack. But <laughs> I mean, at, regardless of the fact, I mean... This isn't the first time WWE's put fucking ultra green ladies in there with somebody that's good and it just turned into be shit. 
I mean, Rhea's just bodying everybody, though. So anybody you put against her is not going to look good. No, she's literally destroying people. Literally. And men included. Just not in a match. So, oh, she's I destroying mean, them verbally. Yeah, which is just beautifully done, by the way. So, and so, I mean, it... We can't get super mad. I mean, yeah, she's Dupree sucks. Like, like we, yeah, we can just get past that part. Yeah, she sucks. Okay, moving on. Rhea's dominant. Uh, yeah, Maxine is not um, even Marie bad though. No. Oh God. Or Cameron bad. Oh, that's the lowest of the low. She was. Ter- what happened to her? I was expecting her to be like at least half athletic. Nope. Just mm-hmm. nothing. Just fucking nothing. I did want to say, like, my cheap heat was going to be punk in the whole fucking uh, Young Bucks line about, you know, at least I'm not getting punched backstage. And I'm just like. I thought that was hilarious. I just, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I'm just like. <laughs> huh? But you guys had, like, a full-blown fight. Like, what the fuck? But, I mean, whatever. Maybe he was referring to Jungle Boy. I think that's what. Getting yeah, randomly that's what, punched backstage. Just fucking, like, what did I do? Which is true. I still don't even know what he did. But, I mean, the interesting thing is Kevin Owens is pretty close to the Bucks. Yeah. Or he used to be. No, they're genuinely still best friends. Um, as far as from what I can tell. I mean, they, they were, every time Kevin does something, I know they always change their Twitter handle to something for whatever for Kevin. Um, I, I know they've referred to him a couple of times, too, in AEW. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I know that there's still, it's still a good friendship. It's a whatever, but there is so many other professionals in, in, in the world of wrestling and, and Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, whatever you want to call it, He is absolutely one of them. He is a oh, fucking yeah. pro. He is a pro's pro. And I don't think he's going to have an issue. I think he's, I think if anything the only the only line he may not want to cross is the whole like, hey, they're my friends. I don't want to bring them up in the fucking gimmick. You know what I mean? Like we can yeah. shit talk each other. I can shit talk AEW, whatever. But I don't verbally want to bring up the fucking bucks. You know what I mean? Maybe and then the, even then he could just be like, well, whatever, dude. It's a fucking promo. Again, because Kevin is a pro, so I, I'm I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm very um, I'm very curious to see where it goes. I was hearing from some people that are very like in the E land that they're thinking that he could be like what Brian did, what, uh, what B dry was. And I mean, how they like, they were the indie guys against the world for a little bit yeah. in WWE before they both went away. Maybe this is Kevin. And I mean, maybe instead of Kevin and Sammy, maybe it's, it's Kevin and punk. And I'm just like, that already just feels weird, but I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I've never really heard of Kevin Owens holding a grudge against anybody. He's always, like you said, been a pro. Um, and it could just be like, okay, <clears throat> I'm best friends with the Bucks. You don't like him, but as long as you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. Yeah, exactly. I'm not here to talk about the Bucks. We're here to do a job. Yeah, and get paid. Paid, motherfucker. Um, so I know one thing has cheap heat with Chris Reed, and that is WWE no longer produce DVDs. <laughs> Um, Bro, I don't even know any. I don't even think Walmart sells them anymore in the bins. I don't remember the last wrestling DVD I bought. Never mind WWE. Um, I don't remember the last DVD period I bought. No, I really have Blu-ray. no memory. 
It was a fucking blue. No, no, no. I do remember. I do remember. Um, uh, it was the fucking uh, the nineteen ninety eight. Not Starcade. Uh, Bash of the Beach. Wow. There's a uh, there's a store there's a store out here in the states that had just closed down a couple of years ago called um, Fye, and they would always have like fucking movies and. Uh, they would do like a plethora of shit. You could buy fucking anime crap there if you wanted to or whatever. And I would, whatever. They always had like movies and shit. So I would always check and they were going out of business. And when they were going out of business, everything was going down. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let me see what I can do. And I went right over to them. They have a whole section dedicated to wrestling DVDs, a whole section. I had even a couple PWGs in it. And I seen that one and it was marked down from like $10.99 to four, like $4.99. I took that one. I took a PWG. And then I did take a WCW, but I think that one was a no because I did Bash of the Beach. And the no, the other one was a WWF show. I just don't remember. It was all I know is it was in your house, so I don't remember. What yeah, I'd say no if they many. if there's a DVD they do produce, I will buy it instantly because it's only an hour long. It was a, a Stone Cold video, uh, mm-hmm. hell yeah, and it covered from like when he won the title for the. Oh, that's right. Those cool little docs. Oh, for I the first those time. Early docs. Yeah. Um, I think it covered from when he won the title for the first time against Michaels mm-hmm. right up to the following WrestleMania. Yeah, it, it, it was his whole gear run or whatever, you know, the whole Mike yeah. Tyson incident, beating up he, on the boss. They used to do those for all the main eventers back in the 90s. You had a year in review for like Austin Taker. DX. I miss rock. those fucking days, man. Silver Vision was the shit. Ah, <laughs> but I hate to say it, but because I used to have a huge DVD collection of yeah. anything wrestling movies, but they're redundant now because you can find everything digitally. And I know mm. there's no guarantee you can have them forever because, like, Netflix could collapse, the network mm-hmm. could collapse, but for now, they're there. Trust, oh, I, tr- trust me, as a guy in the IT world, worst case scenario, if it collapses, somebody else is going to fucking bring it right back up. Yeah. I uh, I could probably point you in the right direction of a good website. Right, we, Plus, got, we got a couple. They don't get scratched online. This is true. This is true. And you don't lose the cases and shit. What's, uh, what's wrong with... Why is Bubba Ray Dudley stuttering? Oh, it's just a disc. Just a disc. No, he's actually stuttering. Okay. Oh, wait, wrong part. <laughs> this is early, Bubba. They 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 scrapped that gimmick way too quickly. He used to yeah, stutter all the time, and then Devon was slapping him in the back of the head. God, I miss God, I miss. Fuck, dude, the nineties. I miss the nineties. Ah, as they said, as Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei said in the wrestler, nineties sucked with music, but wrestling rocked. Hey, facts. Um, all right, before we take a thorough look at this past week, let's go even further to this week in wrestling history. Yeah. All right, there is this old saying, tis the season. Well, tis the season for a whole crap ton of history. It's like six. But let's get into it, and let's start with the show all the way back 
from 2001, December 9th, 2001, WWF presents us with The Vengeance Pay-Per-View, the show that opened up with a very interesting tag match at the team of Albert and Scotty Tuhati, defeating the team of Christian and Test. Edge would go on to defeat William Regal to retain the Intercontinental Championship. The Hardy Boys would clash against each other, Matt, against Jeff. Lita, the special guest referee, and Jeff was the one that got his hand raised. Tag Team Championship match, or sorry, the Tag Team Champions, Dudleys defeated the team of the Big Show and Kane in a non-title match. And then this was one of the more shocking ones of the night, truth be told. Biker Taker defeats Rob Van Dam to win the Hardcore Championship in a Hardcore match. We had Trish uh, defeating Jacqueline for the women's, or sorry, to retain the women's championship. This, of course, was Trish's time, and uh, her and Jacqueline was kind of like a normal feud, so, but yeah, fun stuff. And then uh, this is where this show gets a little bit historic, besides the fact that it all went down in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Stone Cold Steve Austin would defeat Kurt Angle to retain the WWF championship. Then we would see Chris Jericho. Yes, Chris Jericho defeat The Rock to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Then Jericho would do the unthinkable. Not only did he end up beating The Rock, but he would go on to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the WWF title and start the era of the undisputed title. God, what a day. Let's go a little more modern. December 10th, 2022. Ring of Honor's final battle, and I will admit I had a couple of them to go uh, off of, but for some reason this one uh, felt felt right. I think this was more of like a, you know the AEW invading Ring of Honor thing. But anyway, it was great nonetheless. The show started out with an awesome tag match: Top Fly versus the Kingdom. Top Fly comes out your winners. Then we saw AR Fox teaming with Blake Christensen, defeating the team of Dralistico and Roosh. Athena would then dethrone Mercedes Martinez to win the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. The Dalton Castle and the boys would defeat Ring of Honor, would defeat Brian Cage and his big, strong, muscly buddies, because I can't remember their name right now, uh, to win the Ring of Honor Six-Man Championships. Wheeler Yuta and Danny Garcia would go to war for the pure title, and it's Yuta that would walk away with the gold. And then, of course, R.I.P. to Jay Briscoe for the infamous Double Dog Collar match, FTR versus Jay Mark Briscoe for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. And it was them boys that walked out, I believe, 13-time champs. Yeah, still crazy. Samojo appeases the crowd by stomping out uh, Juice Robinson and retaining the Ring of Honor Television Championship. And in the main event, it was the Ocho versus Claudio Castanola, who was fresh off of his off the WWE boat. And he wins his first world title by defeating Chris Jericho and winning the Ring of Honor World Championship. December the 11th, 2014. History is a thing this week. But then again, you know, with the holiday, we got to be kind of special. NXT R Evolution. The show gave us the debut of Kevin Owens, which led to the slaughter of C.J. Parker. Broken nose aside. Owens looked at a million bucks and will... Luckily, we got to see Parker go to Japan. So, hey, it worked out for everybody in the end. The Lucha Dragons. Oh, God, I miss those guys. The Lucha Dragons would defeat the Vaude Villains to retain the NXT Championships. Tag Team Champions. Chips. Uh, Baron Corbin, when he was kind of tolerable. Uh, he's gotten better. <laughs> would go on to defeat the Perfect Ten. Ty Dillinger. The team of Hideo Itami and Finn Balor, both guys fresh off the boat of, from Japan, would go on to defeat The Ascension. I remember when those guys were awesome. 
Charlotte would beat Sasha Banks to pretend the NXT Championship. Yeah, I know, but even in NXT, she was ultimately not superly dominant. It was whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> the main event, however, is the most historic. Adrian Neville. Oh, God, I don't miss that name. Versus Sami Zayn for the NXT Championship in a ladder match. And Sami Zayn pulls up, pulls the upset of the year, winning the NXT Championship. He is then surrounded by other NXT wrestlers as they congratulate him for doing the unthinkable and finally winning the big one. And that's when Kevin Owen comes out and they're hug he's hugging his best friends, which then leads to his death and demise while he's powerbombed on the apron. <sighs> what a pal, Kevin. What a pal you are. Let's get funky. December 13th, 1998. And I'm going to fair warning you, the next three of these are all December 13th. Just different years. So 1998. Y'all ready for a super weird one, okay? I don't know if anybody remembers this. If you do, I need to hear it in the comment sections. WWF Rock Bottom. Personally, I don't remember it. Steve Backman would go on to defeat Owen Hart via countout. The Brood, yeah, Edge, Christian, and Gangrel would go on to defeat the team of Al Snow, Bob Hawley, and Scorpio. What the hell kind of team is that? Goldust would defeat Jeff Jarrett via DQ. Shocker, I know. For those who don't remember, though, Jeff Jarrett used to use Deborah basically to strip and distract guys so that he could try to uh, get a win. And when things would go array, he'd bust out the guitar like a prick. The New Age Outlaws would go on to defeat the team of the Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock. Talk about a weird team. We saw Mankind defeat The Rock via Countout. Or Knockout, I should say, which is submission via Sako. But Vince comes down and says that since The Rock didn't submit, the belt doesn't change hands. Bastards. But the main event... It's the dead man, and I don't think he's ever actually won a Buried Alive match. It's the dead man losing a Buried Alive match against Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then, uh, you know, gets beer poured on top of it. So, hey, unless you get a little beer in your dirt. Same year, different day. December 13th, 2015, WWF's TLC. We're going to get funky with this one. This one's kind of cool. A triple threat ladder match to start off the show. The New Day defeats both... The Usos and the Lucha Dragons to retain the Tag Team Championships. Rusev makes Ryback tap. Good. Alberto Del Rio uh, defeats Jack Swagger to retain the U.S. Championship. The Wyatt Family. God rest the soul of Wyndham Rotunda. The Wyatt Family would go on to defeat Team ECW in a tables match. Kevin Owens would defeat Dean Ambrose to win the IC Championship. Charlotte beat Paige. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the main event, we saw Sheamus defeat Roman Reigns in a TLC match to retain the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Now, let's finish off old school again. Same day, different year. December 13th, 1989. Starcade. And I am very aware that I have covered many of Starcades already, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to rock on with another one. So this one is going to be a lot of repeated names because this whole pay-per-view is solely based around the ideas of tournaments. The Iron Man and Iron Team Tournament. So let's get into it. And again, stick with me now. The Steiners would defeat Doom, which is the team of Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Lex Luger would defeat Sting. The Road Warriors would also defeat Doom. Ric Flair would defeat the Great Muda. Sting, or sorry, the Steiners would go on to defeat the Road Warriors. Sting would go on to defeat uh, the Great Muda. Then it's the Samoan Savages that came in. They beat Doom. They beat the Steiners. And then, but it's in the final and they end up losing to the Road Warriors. Sting gets another win. 
but this one is mad, mad, mad legendary. This one is against Ric Flair in the main event. We also saw Luger defeat the Great Muda. Fun times from a fun show. 1988 is when Sting won the world title. 89 is when he beats him again. Starcade is a place where you make it all happen. So a lot of history this week as we prepare for Christmas class and the Maxis coming up. Oh, my God. Our plate is full. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let's get back to the office and let's see what's going down this week in the current day of wrestling. That's your history. And now Dragon Club held a meeting this past week to address Beer's next challenger. And here's how it went when the Welsh Kaiju was assembled. Tell you that you should quit trying. You are too small and you are too young. They tell you the chance is too slim, the world is too big, but you say, How come? I'm ready to light a new fire, raise a new flag across a new sea. And if I'm never the one in your way, then put your head down and run right through me. Meeting is now in session. We all know why we're here. Beer has issued a challenge to any Dragon Club member for Christmas Clash next week. Thanks to Santa. I still don't think I deserved a kendo stick to the head. To be honest, I didn't know. I just finished Trivia Takeover. That was in June. Yes, but... As you may recall, at that point, I was in the middle of moving house and I had no internet for the entire summer. Anyway, long story short, Santa appears at my flat, shows a promo of Beer calling out the Dragon Club because he hasn't been invited to join us yet. Beer is a lifelong friend, someone I consider a brother. But he hasn't quite reached Dragon Club level yet. Now. Obviously, I've got my hands full next week, so it won't be me accepting the challenge. Captain, uh, I haven't a good authority that the gift has arrived. Perhaps he's ready? Absolutely not. We are not recruiting him. Have you forgotten what he's done? Besides, hasn't he already turned us down? Phoenix, you need to learn to forgive and forget. I know that's rich coming from me, but... Things have changed. He's changed. If I didn't believe in him or trust him, do you honestly think I'd even consider letting him in? Plus, he does meet all the requirements. Is he Welsh? Does the blood of the dragon flow through his veins? I think not. Well, actually... You must be joking. Anyway, I've got unfinished business with Beer. He took my knowledge title. <laughs> yeah, for about two minutes. You mean this knowledge title? Yeah, that's the one. And keep it warm for me. <clears throat> anyway, I want Beer next week. No ifs, ands, or buts. <sighs> okay, Phoenix. I'll make it official. If you are that certain, you can have him. But just know, 
As far as him joining is concerned, this isn't over. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe. Make sure you are liking and subscribed on YouTube. Follow us everywhere. And for all the information you need, go to maxdrossingnet.weebly.com. So to come this week, the beautifully done yeet and twat-o-meter. But first, let's recap this week in wrestling history. And we're going to begin with Impact TNA style, baby. Three, two, one. Alright, so at Final Resolution, PCO defeated Jesse V on the pre-show, with PCO going wild on Jesse at ringside to start the match. Also on the pre-show, Jake Price defeated Aiden Prince with a sneaky eye poke and a lung blower. And finally, before the main show, Kazarian defeated Sheldon John with a chicken wing for the tap out. On to the main show, Impact Tag Team Titles opened the main show as ABC retained against Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers. After the match, ABC were attacked by the former champions, the Rascals. Alicia Edwards threatened to hijack the show until Santino booked her in an impromptu match, and Alicia suffers defeat at the hands of Jody Threat and an F5. Tommy Dreamer retained the Digital Media Championship with a DDT after throwing Dina into the title, which Dina had propped in the corner. Following the attack earlier, Santino booked the Rascals in an impromptu tag match against Mike Bailey and a mystery partner which leads to Trent Seven making his debut and they pick up a win over the Rascals before Trent signs his official TNA contract with Scott Demore after the match. Jake Something defeated Jason Hutch with the Void. Moose and Rhino quickly ends in a DQ as Moose hits a low blow. Rhino called for a street fight which Moose originally turned down until Santino once again threatened to take away his title match at Hard to Kill. With tables, ladders, chairs in action and a referee gored through a table, Moose picked up the win with a spear. Jordan Grace and Trinity defeated Deanna Perrazzo and Giselle Shaw in what was seemingly Deanna's final appearance for Impact. Kazuchika Okada, yes I know, hell froze over, was announced to team with Motor City Machine Guns on January 14th against uh, Edwards, Myers and Moose. And in the main event, Josh Alexander and Zack Sabre Jr. defeated the Motor City Machine Guns as Alexander hits a C4 spike on Sabin. Alexander and Sabre Jr. celebrate as it's announced also that Will Ospreay will return for a rematch against Josh Alexander on January 14th. And now, over to Moses for the Rampage Report. This is Rampage, baby. Alright, you already know what time it is. It's time to get down and funky. It's time for the Rampage Report. Orange Cassidy defeats Angelico to retain the international title with the Orange Punch after Dan Housen. He's very evil. Hits Serpentico with his own punch right in the Mummy Daddy button. Abaddon defeats Trish Adora. And after the match, another confrontation with Julia Hart. Teasing. Teasing Abaddon with a shot at the TBS title. Ooh, can't wait. Another squash. Takeshita and Powerhouse Hobbs are absolutely just murdering folks. And this time, it's at the expense of CD Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. 
in the main event, it was Brian Danielson rocking the eye patch, picking up points in the Blue League with a submission victory over DG, Daniel Garcia. Now let's move on to the east side of things because it's time for the cap to recap the smack. The smack Santos Escobar defeated Dragon Lee with a phantom driver in the US Titles Contenders Tournament. After the match, Dominic Mysterio stands over Lee holding the North American Championship in his face. But the joke's on Dom because Lee won the North American title at deadline. Cody Rhodes introduced the US Army Drill Team which performed on the stage. Of course, this was the Tribute to the Troops edition of SmackDown. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Karrion Cross with a spine buster and a spear in the US title tournament, contenders tournament. Um, and it's so sad to see how much stock has been dropped in Cross. He had so much appeal and potential coming into NXT and the, uh, the aura is virtually non-existent for Karrion Cross right now. But anyway, um, CM Punk has promo time in the middle of the show so no time cut tonight. He cuts the promo he should have cut on Raw as he teases where he's going to sign the Royal Rumble and, of course, main eventing WrestleMania. He also fired a few shots at Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, as well as mentioning Kevin Owens punching people backstage. Finally, Punk confirmed he will meet with all three general managers before making his decision on Raw. Oscar defeated Charlotte Flair, though it seemed Flair picked up a bad knee injury during the break. And Randy Orton and LA Knight defeated Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso in the main event as Orton robs Knight of a BFC with an RKO on Jimmy for the win. Well, Saturday night is fight night and now Moses is on course for collision. Alright boys and girls, let's finish up this week, or at least from my side of the point of view, let's jump in to the collision course, and collision was actually very good this week. Eddie Kingston, finally, 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 he's still alive somehow, some way, finally gets a win in the Continental Classic, picking up three points with a reversing a roll-up on Claudio Castagnoli. Let's go, Eddie. Backstage, Renee asks Cooks about his issues with Wheeler Yuta. Yuta interrupts as the two exchange words, and Yuta then challenges Hook for a future match. Willow Nightingale, my girl, picking up a win against Mercedes Martinez, but then she was attacked by Mercedes and Diamante after the match until Chris Statlander comes out to make the save. Renee interviews Daddy Manic and Cool Hand Ange. Of course, Jake Hager backstage. 
Hager is very upset with Danhausen, shoving his hat down his pants. I'll tell you that is my favorite hat. He loves that hat. Loves it. Ruby Soho and Saray still aren't getting along. Just can't say I blame him, you know. Saray then tells her that she'll be on her own next week when she re faces the returning Riho. Looks like they're going to split soon. Wardlow kills poor Willie Mac with the last ride power bomb and ref stoppage. Poor Willie Mac deserves better, damn it. He deserves better. That's okay. The House of Black continue to turn FTR, and I need this match more than ever. So hurry up already. Kenny Omega defeats another Canadian in Ethan Page, but Kenny is then attacked by Big Bill right after the match because he's a big bastard. CJ Perry is backstage, and she's about to talk to Andre El Idolo until Miro shows up to argue for his wife and says that he won't touch Andrade during this tournament, but once it ends, he's coming after him. Penta, El Cero, Miro, and Commander defeat Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange with the Fear Factor. Good stuff. Uh, Phoenix, I believe, is dealing with visa issues right now, so Commander's playing little, uh, you know, mini Phoenix. It's his Pretty much the same, just smaller. So, Andre, Andre, Andre El Idolo, uh, did, I did not think this was going to happen, picks up the win against Brian Danielson in the Continental Classic, but it's very apparent that Brian is injured after the match as he is confronted by the BCC, and they're obviously staring down Andrade. That's how we end the show. So now, let's keep it going. It's time for Cap to keep rocking on the east side of things. Good God Almighty, he's going in raw. So, going in raw. Um, main event, Jey Uso is in the opening match. Go figure. But first, Jay uh, addressed CM Punk potentially signing with Raw and the attack on Sami Zayn last week before McIntyre interrupts. And with the referee distracted by the turnbuckle pad removed by McIntyre, Drew gouged Jay's eyes and hits a Claymore for the win. Shinsuke Nakamura delivered a message to Cody Rhodes because for some reason the match is happening on free TV. Backstage, there's tension in the Judgment Day after their recent losses. Elsewhere, uh, as Maxine Dupree prepared to face Ripley, the Creed Brothers and Alpha Academy try to tell Truth that he's not actually in the Judgment Day uh, as he plans to decorate their dressing room for Christmas before he wishes them Happy Thanksgiving. Love Truth. Rhea Ripley defeated Maxine relatively quickly by submission before being confronted by Ivy Niles. Time for CM Punk's decision. Uh, Punk addressed his history in Cleveland. Of course, it's the city he walked down in WWE on all those years ago. Before confirming his decision to sign with Raw. And then, the confrontation we've all been waiting for. As the World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins interrupted and time stood still. Rollins immediately got territorial and vowed to defend his home. Punk gave Rollins a pass. For the shots he fired and announced his entry into the Royal Rumble. Bronson Reed defeated Ivar with a uh, superplex. And Valhalla's face was my face. Backstage CM Punk ran into the Judgment Day as Priest reminded him who holds money in the bank. Judgment Day then came out to put the roster on notice before our truth joined them in the ring. To try and kick JD McDonough out of the group 
and urge Priest to stop calling himself the boss because it makes Mommy angry. Priest took exception and the group piled on Truth. The Creed brothers came out to Truth's aid and eventually fought the group off. And backstage again, Punk ran into McIntyre who said he only cares about his own story and walked away. Priest then sorry, Pierce then informed Punk that McIntyre has a shot against Rollins on day one edition of Raw for the World Heavyweight title. Punk is then very happy to see Kofi Kingston, Chad Gable and Ricochet. With Chelsea Green and Piper Niven on commentary, Caden and Katana defeat Indy and Candice. Um, Caden Carter and Katana Chance seem to be on course for the Women's Tag Team Championships. DIY and Imperium exchange words before their match later on as DIY need to find a partner. Becky Lynch came out and wasted absolutely no time in calling out Nia Jax. The two of them exchanged words about their history before Jax backed down from a fight. Jackie Redmond interviewed Cody Rhodes. Rhodes praised Adam Pearce for signing Punk before addressing Nakamura. The Miz is the one who teams with DIY and they defeat Imperium as Miz hits a skull-crushing finale on Giovanni Vinci. We find out both men's and women's tag team titles are on the line next week. And backstage, Gunther isn't happy with his teammates, but The Miz interrupts and demands another IC title shot against Gunther. Gunther grants the match, but if Miz loses this time, no more title shots as long as Gunther is champion. And in the main event, Cody Rhodes and Nakamura ends in a DQ because of course. Uh, as Nakamura blinds Rose with the red mist and continued the assault after the match. And it's the Creed Brothers once again who make the save. That's all of WWE. Now let's get back to Last Night on Dynamite. Alright, let's jump into some Dynamite. It was actually a relatively fun show. Relatively fun show. I definitely got distracted while I was supposed to be cooking dinner. Uh, Samoa Joe opens up the show accusing Hangman Adam Page of attacking MJF last week. Hangman quickly answers uh, the call out, gets in Joe's face before they are interrupted by next strong runner, strong in the kingdom. Strong accuses MJF of being the devil. Do we got to know? It's the, he's the devil. He's been the devil all along. Hangman takes a swipe at strong right ahead of their match. And literally, that's how the bell should have rang. Personally, the bell should have rang just like that. Just like yeah, that. Aubrey was already in the ring. Exactly. Come on, Aubrey. You're fucking it up. Hangman would go on to defeat Roderick Strong with the dead eye. We would see Andrade and Idolo defeat Brody King with a hammerlock DDT, picking up three points. Pretty dang good match. Um, I, you know who I want to see now after watching this one? I want to see Roosh and Brody King. Physicality, baby. Physicality. Backstage, Renee interviews the Von Erichs, David Von Erich in the claw. Love it. Uh, before Orange Cassidy interrupts and asks them to tag with him on Rampage. And I think all signs point to the Von Erich boys being signed to AEW. Probably even Mr. Daddy Von Erich, David Von Erich himself. That'd so be who good. Knows? Dan Housen killed good. me with one line. Yes. You're be betraying good. us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dan Housen being back is the greatest thing right now about AEW. Fuck CM Punk leaving. Dan Housen's back and all good with the world. Uh, the Golden Jets reunite after Jericho's injury. They call out Starks and Big Bill. Both teams trade shots. There's, I swear to God, I really did think Jericho was going to hit uh, uh, Starks with the same exact line that Adam Copeland did. And then he kind of switched yeah. it up a little bit. So, I've uh, seen right, a that, lot of heat on this segment. 
And then there was the obviously the the insults and Jericho and Kenny comparing him uh, to Enzo Amore, uh, Ricky Starks to Enzo Amore, and I just I broke up in hysteria. And that was a good line. I, and immediately remembered that that was my favorite catchphrase ever. You know, S-A-W-F-T <laughs> swept. So it's good shit. Good shit. Uh, Tony Storm on commentary. I don't mind it. Even old timey Tony Storm could be on commentary all day long. Riho defeats Ruby Soho with a dragon suplex and then a Meteora. Riho um, slowly getting more love from this crowd. I think people forgot her. Yeah, I, I really do. It's not like we don't like her. I think they just forgot her. Um, this one, this one was a good one. I, I mean, I think they, I think they've done battle before in Ring of Honor. Roosh, Jay Lethal, very good match, physicality there. Roosh won with a sleeper. Didn't see that one coming, but picking up Dubs in the tournament, uh, he's still very much in the running and could possibly win it. He's just got to win out. So does, so does Jay White, believe it or not. Speaking of Jay White. Mark Briscoe falls to Jay White as he's on his way to continuously hope to pull off the win in the in the Continental Classic. Then in the main event, the deadlock con- is 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 controversially broken up by. A... So the whole thing is is like, and it's it's it, it, it's this whole thing is still getting me too because like I love how you uh, how this was written out, but it's the truth. It was very controversially broken up. Moxley rolls up Swerve, grabs the tights. Ref doesn't see it. However, we see Swerve's shoulder up. I don't know if this is going to come into context with points later on. I don't know if they're going to force a triple threat, maybe. Who knows? All I know is, is now I'm even more invested. At the end of the show, Hangman is viciously, absolutely viciously attacked by whoever the Devil's Men are outside the arena. They powerbomb him. Onto a fucking car that the devil was driving, which kind of made no sense. I'm like, this guy's got to drive it back to the rental company. You're ruining a car for no reason. But <laughs> I have to say it. I have to say it. It's one of them is obviously Wardlow. It's obviously yeah. Wardlow. The pure size of the fucker. You know what I mean? It's either him or it's one of the dudes from the Gates of Agony. You know what I, I mean? Travis pointed out that one of them wears the exact same wrestling boots as Wardlow. Yeah, that was a thing going around. I'm like, they're just boots. They're just boots, but still. They are I mean, very basic black. For the for the the frame of these fellas, the one guy looked exactly like Wardlow. I'm curious to see who the other one is. I'm I, again, this needs to come to a head. Mm-hmm. And for a second, when I saw there was an attack outside the arena, I thought I was watching NXT. Yep. As long as <laughs> well, well, we didn't get a kidnapping, so that's how I knew it. That's it true. Yeah, it wasn't NXT. That's. Very true, actually. The devil hasn't kidnapped anybody yet. 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 We'll see. Um, yeah, like you said, it was it was a good show. We had no MJF. Obviously, he's nursing that injury, trying to get ready for World's End. Um, but I think mm-hmm. Samoa Joe came in very hot right at the start. And I there love his go. opening line. Texas, my name is Samoa Joe. Pop. First um, off, if uh, I'm I'm a I'm a pop anytime Samoa Joe just fucking saves my city. Yeah, and, and as much as I'm loving MJF as a babyface, and I never thought I would because he was such an amazing heel. Facts. Um, I kind of really want to see Samoa Joe as world champion. Ta da! 
I've been telling it to everybody. I've been telling it to everybody. Give it to Joe. Give it to Joe. Give it to Joe. Give it to Joe. I mean, I've been calling for another world title run for Joe since fucking he signed with WWE and he never got one. Um, He should have. But I'm I'm definitely going to be in two minds come world's end because I'm going to want them both to win. Yeah, heartstrings, baby, heartstrings. But yeah, good, good show. So, um, Christmas Clash is the 50th Max Wrestling event, and it is next week, December 21st, and you don't want to miss a single slice of this Christmas pudding. Ooh, no, baby. After snatching the Knowledge Championship at Promo Series, the captain immediately accepted a rematch against Daniel Crimmins. They have been rivals all year long. Will this be the final chapter? As per the Maxi's vote, it will officially be the best of seven. Yeah, fair enough. Very close to um, how we... I think we've always done trivia, like, one question at a time, me and DC. Uh, So, I thought it was going to be a little bit different. Maybe best of three... uh, Not best of three. Three stages or full trivia mayhem, but hey, I'll take best of seven. Maybe. Maybe it'll be over quicker when he beats me. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Beer is also in action as he demanded to face any member of Dragon Club in a promo exhibition. And as you saw before the break, it will be the Phoenix who takes on Beer. They do have a little bit of history, but never in promo action. God, the anticipation is there. There's an old saying, there's no rest for the weary. Well, there's no rest for the captain. As he has to now not only defend the Knowledge Championship, but also the Television Championship. And guess what? Another rematch. This time, Chris Reed wants his revenge. He was un- he was unsuccessful on Halloween. Will he take advantage of his second chance? It's TV rules for the TV title. Yeah, basic TV rules this time. No gimmicks or anything like that. Bring your A game, Chris. And finally, Cypher is looking for action. He's issued a non-title open challenge. Who will accept and face the world champion next week? It all goes down December 21st. Go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash clash for more information. Um, And we just mentioned the Maxis. The vote is now closed. Thank you to everybody who voted. The Maxis comes your way New Year's Eve. So make sure you check us out for the results uh, in between drinking. Yeah. It's only going to be a short show, so you can get back to drinking straight after. Or you can drink during. Good. Makes it more fun. Or, or. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or, 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 that's all good. Come enjoy the show with us. Yeah. Now then, uh, let's get towards the end of the show. First off, with the twatter meter. Bunch of neckbeards, stinky twats. Okay, so, so this is going to be... Um, I've got twat points this week for a couple of people, truth be told. Um, shockingly, these writers have been okay. They're not saying shit right out of their ass or right out of their neck. Uh, Milter's kept his nose clean, shockingly. Uh, Jim Cornette as well. However, and some of this has been brought to, to me by you guys. Some of it is just on my own. So first and foremost, I'm getting it out of the way. I have to do it right off the bat. Again, as much as I was praising Punk, stop bringing up the shit that – about the fight that's two points right there but so for this for this week only i'm going with two with more than one guy so two two points for cm punk this week god and after much consideration self-deliberation and just at nauseum 
with this idea, I have to give two more points to Ric Flair for the Woo Wings. <laughs> I, 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 I understood the weed. I understood the energy drink. Um, Woo Wings? Woo, like, um, there's a, I don't know if anybody, like, fucking knows about Saturday Night Live SNL. They always do a live band. When I kept hearing Woo Wings and the way he said it, it reminded me so much, so, so much of, uh, of Homeboy um, introducing the Foo Fighters. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? I can't remember his name um, right now, but it, Fighters. He talks like this. I can't remember his name right now, but he's a fucking hilarious actor. But wow. it's it's it, he it just um like I'm all about you making bread, homie. I am. I'm all about you making some bread. I really, really, truly am. I truly am. But like, unless you're gonna open a restaurant, what the fuck are woo wings? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck, Rick? Ah, <sighs> oh, boy, that. That puts Rick currently on top of the Twatsometer with six points. Of course. What? Ryback's only one behind him now. Oh, fuck. Um, well, hey, for, good, good news about Ryback. He got squashed in a fucking in, in part of the wrestling history. So, <laughs> um, For a second, I thought you were going to mention Bischoff, um, who pretty much just buried Ring of Honor this past week. Um, I tried saying, to ignore Bischoff. It never had any value, and the best thing to do would be to close the doors right now. This coming from the guy that thought signing a rock band to or trying to sign Kiss to WCW was going to garner more people, and then having a nightly concert was going to do great wonders for viewers. I mean, I can can see Ring of Honor struggling, but... Um, he said it was a bad decision to buy it in the first place and there's nothing anybody's going to do to make it interesting or important outside of the hardest of hardcore internet wrestling community fans. Motherfucker, what do you think WCW was? What the fuck do you think WCW was? It was the hardcore fucking fans. It was the guys from the fucking early 80s, the guys that were around in the fucking late 70s, the guys that followed NWA. Raising their kids on NWA, fucking taking them to W's like Europe. You fucking three points to fucking Bischoff. What the <laughs> fuck? What well, the there we fuck? go. See, this is why I try to ignore this guy. <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, well, let's uh, let's be nice to somebody now with the yeet ometer. Yeet. Yeet. You feel me? For real. Do you feel him, sir? Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, I think I'm gonna split mine this week too. So Ooh, first yeah, off, okay. uh, three points to Tony Storm because I fucking loved her commentary last night. Love. Um, just so much charisma with this gimmick. I think that's probably the most I've enjoyed her gimmick in weeks. I've been loving it, so it, I'm not going to say I've liked it any less or any more. I've just been fucking loving it, and I'm surprised. I, You know what it is? I get more and more and more and more and more and more and more surprised, and this hasn't happened before. How has nobody looked at Tony Storm and said, Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. 
How does nobody look at her and say this? <laughs> and now, shit, fucking, there's, Vince is kicking himself, or, well, he would have been kicking himself. I know, Sean's like, fuck, dude, we had her in NXT. We fucking had her. Oh, well. Excellent shit. Um, and finally, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna redeem Punk a little bit. I'm gonna give him two yeet points, too, because he's becoming <laughs> Uncle Phil. Um, he is. Oh, God. <laughs> I love the way he put that. <laughs> it's very wholesome. Uh, first of all, the whole interaction with Cora Jade was great. Yeah. Um, Fucking asshole. To, to anybody uneducated, it looks like she is kind of not very interested. But to anybody who is educated would know she is completely worships punk and has done for years. Uh, she's, he's probably one of the reasons she got into wrestling. She's only been wrestling for like five years, I think she said. I want to like say deadline was her that. fifth anniversary. Yeah, um, okay, so I thought, yeah, that's right. Like she was completely starstruck, and just to see that, you know, it's nice to have that praise from the veterans sometimes. Sometimes. Um, and then of course he went on IG and posted a picture with his kids, which was Cora Jade. Uh, Roxanne Perez, and then you see little Larry down at the bottom. Hey, you know what, dude? <laughs> I, like I said, like I said earlier, I'm enjoying what he's doing. I, I I understand what the position is, and if you're going to actually act the way you were supposed to act in AEW in WWE, I can't say oh I've always forgiven, but hey, at least you're making amends, regardless of where you're making it. It's about the youth. It's about those up-and-coming kids, because I work with children. Well, guess what, player? You're working with them now, too, and you're really not complaining. I think just maybe you were a little bit bitter, maybe a little too big-headed, but hopefully, hopefully this is a sign for you to chill the fuck out. And, uh, you know, you can, again, just like how you were supposed to do in AEW, you can do good here, bro. You can do good here. You could be a true mentor. Don't be a dick. Well, there you go. Punk is very marmite. You either love him or you hate him. And this week he's got two eat points and two twat points. So, hey, yin yang. Yin yang. Hey, it works perfectly for him, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I think he also deserves one of, one of those two points for the Brett hoodie in front of Sean, which yeah. everybody was like, oh my God, yeah. he wore a Brett Hart hoodie in front of Sean Michaels. Like, they, they squashed their beef years ago. And he even said. <laughs> That's the greatest line, too. He's like, I thought you guys squashed your beef. He's all, like, pointing to his sweater and shit. <laughs> Love uh, it. Some things. Uh, it's been a good week, so thank you for joining us. I yeah. hope we rocked you harder than Godzilla Rock Tokyo again. Again. That that poor city, those poor people, they can't catch a break. Fuck I no. think they've rebooted this franchise, like, three or four times now. Poor Tokyo. Tokyo is still destroyed. <laughs> Uh, but before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, PencilNet Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Oh my goodness, lots of stuff coming. Uh, I say this every week, but it's the truth. Um... Not making excuses. Finals are happening. Not making excuses, though. But um, 
No, there is. Uh, we are likely going to be doing some TSK either today, tomorrow. So they are they are dying to get onto the screens. What we're talking about, no idea. But a brand new episode of Kicking It with TSK is absolutely on the way. Um, I will admit, I will admit that the reason why American Talk Tottenham has kind of halted is I'm changing the format. I'm instead of me trying to cover the team like I no football like I think I do. I'm more just going to talk about how, what it's like to be an American following the English Premier League. What it's like to follow English football, period. Because, and the reality is, is yeah, it's it's an American talking Tottenham, but I have to admit that I watch almost as much Wrexham as I do Spurs. So I can't, I can't deny myself that I uh, have been following the absolute shit out of Wrexham. Yeah. It's this guy's fault. Yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob McElhaney's fault. Yeah. It's fucking Cole. It's Cole Palmer's fault. It's fucking <laughs> Elliot Lee's fault. It's goddamn fucking Paul Mullen's fault. It's all their goddamn faults. God, they're a fucking great team. I can't, I'm, I'm watching the rise. So again, it's an English, uh, uh, an American jumping into the land of footy. That's going to be a thing. However, bolt rants coming. It's coming. Justin Herbert's out for the year. Draft's picking up. There's going to be a lot. And I mean a lot. I'm not kidding. I'm looking at three pages of shit right now. Not like, oh, three. No, this is fucking three full-blown pages of shit. The draft is coming hot and heavy. Combine hasn't even happened. Neither have bowl games. So, again, all these are just contemporary dudes that I think can fit our scheme. So keep it with an open eye. Us Charger fans are in the dumps right now with Herbert being out the rest of the season and us looking at a top 10 pick. But that could be a blessing in disguise. And, of course, the only way to know about all this stuff, when it drops, how to get to it, whatever, is following us on the social. Hit us up on the artist, formerly known as Twitter, at Max Wrestling UK, at Captain 512 at All the links will be on there. All the stuff gets posted at Max. And then, of course, check out the beautifully done website where you can just go and click and check out all this fun stuff, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button. And, of course, like we keep saying all the time, jump in the chat. Facebook, if you follow us on Facebook, you can get in the chat. If you follow us on Twitter, you can get to Facebook and get in the chat. Same thing with Instagram. And, of course, check out the TikTok, all that fun stuff. That's going to get ramping back up. I promise you, I promise you, there's just, there was a whole overloading, over flooding of the CM Punk that kind of took me by a surprise. And uh, I think uh, after weeks of preparation, I think I'm ready to combat all the, all the punk lovers that are going to just fucking shit on me. So yeah. be prepared for that. <clears throat> all right. And with that said, join us next week for Christmas Clash. Four huge matches, two titles on the line, and a partridge in a pear tree. Come on. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Bang. I heard Santa's going to be Corey's opponent. Maybe.